Praise the Lord, now yes. My name is Antonio Nasser. I'm one of the pastors here at Willenden Church, working with International Language Ministries. And this is amazing what's happening in this church. So we praise God for this opportunity to celebrate uh, all these languages and nations together, but serving only one Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the Lord. But I'd like to invite you to, to pray with me before we share the word. But I'd like to pray in a different way. Maybe you were, you used to do that in, back in your church or whatever in, in your country. But it's all praying all together. Have you had this experience? Yes? Uh, uh, sometimes we think, no, we don't need to do that. Of course we don't need to do that. But the Lord understands everything. So we can pray together. Let's stand and um, pray in your language. I will be praying here in Portuguese. I'm Brazilian. Uh, my first language is Portuguese. So I'll be praying in Portuguese and you pray in your language. But let's pray out loud. Can we do that? And pray for you. Pray for the word today. Pray for discernment and pray for anointing. Let's pray together. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your love. Thank you for your presence in this place. Thank you, Lord, for your word. And thank you, Lord, for helping us to understand your word. So we celebrate your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You may be seated. Thank you. We are going to read. Actually, we have two texts, parallel texts. In Matthew and Mark, the same situation. And I put both together, and I'm reading to you. And it says, And from, them, from there he arose and went away. He withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. And he entered a house, and did not want anyone to know, yet he could not be hidden. And behold, a Canaanite woman from that region, whose little daughter had an unclean spirit, heard of him, and came and fell down at his feet. She was crying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. Now, the woman was a Gentile, a Syrophoenician by birth, and she begged him to cast the demon out of her daughter. But he, didn't, he did not answer her a word. And his disciples came and begged him, saying, Send her away, for she's crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. But she came and knelt before him, saying, Lord, help me. And he said to her, Let the children be fed first, for it's not right to take the children's bread. And throw it to the dogs. 
But she answered him, Yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs, eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. For this statement, you may go your way. The demon has left your daughter, and her daughter was healed instantly. And she went home and found the child lying in bed, and the demon gone. We are going to study this text answering three questions. The first question is, what's happening here? What's happening here? What is this? The second question is, who is the center of what is happening here? And the third one is, how must we live as disciples of Jesus Christ after listening his word? So, in order to answer the first question, what's happening here, we, we, we must look at the context. So Jesus was in Genezareth, before going to Tyre and Sidon. He was in Genezareth, and they recognized him and ran about the whole region and began to bring the sick people on their beds. They laid the sick and the mark in the marketplaces and implored him that they might touch even the fringe of his garment. And as many as touched it were made well. So it's a miracle time. Something great is happening. People are being healed. And suddenly the Pharisees came and tried to test him. And the situation here was, okay, so why your disciples do not wash their hands? Why? We have some kind of ritual. We, we have to do that. It's important. And Jesus reminded them about the words of Isaiah the prophet. And saying, this people honors me with their lips. But their heart is far from me. In vain do they worship me, teaching as doctrines the commandments of men. While Pharisees were worried about traditions... Jesus was leading them to God's commandments. And at the end of this conversation, Jesus was, was trying to help them to understand that it's not this ritual what will purify your heart. Actually, for from within, said Jesus, out of the heart of men come evil thoughts, sexual immorality, theft, Murder, adultery, coveting, wickedness, deceit, sensuality, envy, slander, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and they defile a person. So, can you imagine just after this, Jesus took his disciples and go to this region of Tyre and Sidon. What kind of conversation did they have during the travel? I don't know. The Bible doesn't say. But I think maybe they were talking about some kind of, why this tradition? Jesus, what is this? What is this kind of being defiled by, by evil thoughts or whatever? I don't know. However, they went to this region. However, this region, it was not an, a, a pleasant region. 
for the disciples. Why? Well, actually, Tyre and Sidon was in, in a region very rich and, and, and strong merchants and also evil leadership. We can see this in, in Ezekiel chapter 28 when the Bible talks about a prophecy against the king of Tyre. And it's also reference to Lucifer. And the Bible says, You were blameless in your ways from the day you were created till when righteousness was found in you. In the abundance of your trade, you were filled with violence in your midst, and you sinned. So I cast you as a profane thing from the mountain of God, and I destroyed you, O guardian cherub, from the midst of the stones of fire. Now here is Jesus with his disciples in this kind of region, pagan region. He went there, it seems that he went there to rest. The Bible says that he entered a house and did not want anyone to know. Yet, he could not be hidden. From the disciples' point of view, this is interesting. To leave Israel and to go to the land of Gentiles filled with odd gods and despicable attitudes was an unpleasant, was a terrible experience. They usually called the strangers unclean people, dogs. They are dogs. It was their tradition. One example we can see in this book, historical, however, apocryphal book called Second Maccabees. In chapter 6 says, the oppression was harsh and almost intolerable, intolerable each month. When the king's birthday was celebrated, the Jews were compelled by brute force to eat the intestines of sacrificial animals. So can you imagine this kind of feelings? From the disciples' perspective, it was a terrible experience going to this place. Why Jesus is taking us to this place? The Bible says that uh, this woman was a Canaanite, enemies of, these, of Israel. The Bible talks 150 times about the Canaanites. And also she was a Syrophoenician person, maybe uh, someone who probably speak Greek and Greek in religion, but also talking that this place, Syria and Phoenicia, were the same place as we can see in Acts chapter 21. It's interesting uh, for me reading this text because my grandparents were from Lebanon. So I'm Lebanese by blood. I'm Brazilian by birth. And I'm Canadian by heart. <laughs> um, and it's true. Uh, however, I thought that as a Lebanese... I was Arab. And someone many years ago came to me and said, you know, you are not Arab. I said, no. So no, you are Phoenician. I said, is that right? Is that true? Yeah, you are. So when I read this lady was a Syro, a sorry Phoenician person, I said, maybe she was my great, 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 great grandmother. I don't know. 
But I can relate to her, you know, to this kind of perspective coming from outside, being a stranger, someone out of Israel. Well, the first, the, the first question I think that comes to us today is, do we still have enemies? Sometimes nations, that, they, they have their history, right? Wars, some problems in the back. Oh man, it's difficult to forgive this nation, this people, this group, this race. Or maybe you have some situation like this in your own family. Let's go to the second question. The question is, who is the center of everything that we are talking here? Maybe someone will say, oh, the woman or her daughter or the disciples. Actually, you know that the center of everything is Jesus Christ. Jesus is the center of this text. And Jesus is going to teach us something very, very important. That's why the theme of my message is Jesus Christ reinvents community. And he does that doing this. First, Jesus Christ reinvented, reinvents community, exposing the spiritual reality of the nations. The lady said, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. My daughter is severely oppressed by a demon. In another translation says, my daughter is severely demon-possessed. She didn't come to Jesus saying, hey, my daughter is crazy. She's yelling at home, or she is sick, or she has some kind of mental illness. No. That lady knew that her daughter was under spiritual attack. You know what? People who need Jesus... They know exactly about the evil, evil one. And sometimes we as Christian church, we are trying to give them some kind of human solutions to spiritual problems. I understand how important it is to help people, to grow, how to feed people, to, to help people to come out from po po poverty. I understand that this is amazing. And it's necessary. However, this is not to evangelize. To evangelize is to take Jesus with us and to show Jesus to these people in order to set them free from the evil attacks. That lady knew about it. And we have to know that this is so important. However, the disciples were not aware about it. Because the disciples said to Jesus, send her away. Or she's crying out after us. Send her away. She's a problem. She's a noisy person. She's different. She is a dog. It doesn't matter what kind of differences we have in our communities. If it's about culture, language, race, or whatever. We need to know that Jesus is the Savior and Lord of all. Jesus is the center of our services. Jesus is the center of the church. Jesus is the center of our international groups. And also, I really believe 
that this, all, this conversation was about to teach the disciples. Actually, the disciples were here not because they were following Jesus, but Jesus took them there to teach them how God sees people, different people, languages, and cultures. This is important for us also. So let's continue. Second, Jesus Christ reinvents community, inviting people to discover the truth about him. The fact that Jesus did not answer that woman immediately is quite an interesting thing. I believe that he was waiting for his disciples' reaction first. As they reacted negatively, Jesus initiates a conversation using a teaching tool, enigma, or brain teaser, or a puzzling, a saying containing a hidden meaning. What kind of conversation Jesus has have here? Enigma number one. Jesus said, I was sent only to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So what's the question hidden here? Who am I? I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. So who am I? Jesus is asking, who am I for you, woman? Who am I for you, disciples? We don't have any answers, answer from the disciples. However, we have an answer for, from her. And she said, have mercy on me, O Lord, son of David. She was a pagan person. She was a Gentile. She was out of Israel. However, she brings Lord Kyrios in Greek, meaning you have power, you have authority, you have dominion, and you are the son of David. Wow. Not even the disciples refer to him like that. Son of David means that Jesus is royal. He is king. I know who you are. You are the king, the Messiah, the Almighty One. Enigma number two. Jesus said, let the children be fed first. For it's not right to take the children's bread and throw it to the dogs. The question is, what bread is it? What food is it? I believe that when Jesus said that, the disciples stuck in the statement about dogs. Yes. She is a dog, Jesus. Great. Well said. However, the woman's answer was quite different. She said... Yes, Lord. Yet even the dogs under the table eat the children's crumbs. Eat the crumbs that fall from the, their master's table. She humbled herself. Yeah. Perhaps, perhaps the problem is that she is not a child. Not a, not a part of the family. However... Dogs live in the same place. 
as the children and eat the leftover of their food. Perhaps the problem is that the food is only for the children. However, she will wait for the crumbs and stay there until the crumbs fall from their table. Perhaps the problem is the bread itself. And she responds, yes, Lord, recognizing that Jesus is the Lord. You are the bread I need. It seems to me that the words that Jesus um, said to the, to the Jews in John chapter 6 is fulfilled here. Jesus said to them, I'm the bread of life. Whoever comes to me shall not hunger, and whoever believes in me shall never thirst. But I said to you that you have seen me, and yet do not believe. All that the Father gives me will come to me, and whoever comes to me I will never cast Third, Jesus Christ reinvents community, opening his arms to all nations. He said, woman, great is your faith. He didn't say, oh, little dog. No, because there is no dog before the Lord. Woman, respected woman. Oh, woman, great is your faith. Be it done for you as you desire. For this statement, you may go your way. The demon has left your daughter. Jesus until now didn't talk about the devil. You know what? Why? Because no one can defeat Jesus Christ. The devil is defeated already. Praise the Lord. The girl receives deliverance from the Lord's words. The woman receives deliverance from her fear and from the, the prejudice of the disciples. The girl is now free because of her mom's declaration of faith. And the woman is now free and happy because she believed in Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. What about the disciples? Oh, I think they were taught that all races and nations are suffering Attacked by demons. And they need salvation from Jesus Christ. Our Savior. Right now people are grieving. In London. Because of attacks. In Kabul. In so many places in the world. In Philippines. So many places in the world. People are suffering. And you know what? Sometimes we, we, we just come along with the, the media and we try to solve this situation giving the same answers. Oh, we have to expel these people from here. We have to do that. We, oh, they are like this because of their religion. Because You know what? They are like this because they are under spiritual attack. And we have to come out from our local churches and say to the world that Jesus Christ is the only one who can set people free. Amen. Second, the disciples, that is, the church is in constant movement. And wherever we go, we need to meet, uh, we will need, we will meet people in need. The church must be aware about the spiritual warfare. 
and about the power of Jesus. We must love people from every race and nation because love is powerful. Traditions are not bigger than God's commandments. And the commandment of God is love your neighbor. This is powerful. We must love people. See? The unfairly called dogs can become children of God. Children of God must open their hearts and arms to those in need. All the oppressed can receive deliverance if Jesus Christ is is invited to reinvent their communities, their hearts, their families. Now, we come for to the the third and final question. How must we live as disciples of Jesus Christ? So, I have a suggestion for, for us. Three suggestions, actually. First, we must forgive people. Whatever happened to us, to our ancestors, to our nation, we must forgive them. Show love. Forgive. Show Jesus. Forgive. Love people because Jesus has all the power over the evilness. Forgive. Second, we must embrace people who believe, accepting them as family of God. We are one one family. Here in in Wellington Church, we don't have many small churches, international small. No, no, we are one people, one church, one family. We have the same Father, the same Savior, the same Holy Spirit. Praise the Lord. And third, we must go and make disciples from every nation. We, We have, we must continue to do that. It's important to send missionaries to all over the world. I'm a missionary. I came from Brazil to Canada. Can you imagine that? But the Lord brought me here. Brought me and my wife here. To be a blessing here. However, the Lord is doing something interesting nowadays. Especially here in Canada. We are receiving people from every nation. This is a reverse mission. Is the field coming to us? People from nations, sometimes closed nations, we cannot send missionaries to there, but Jesus is opening their borders and sending these people to Canada. And you know what? They're coming to Willinda. What about that? We have to continue to make disciples. Never more look at someone and say, hey, people, different people. Oh, Canada is not like was anymore. I can't, I can't listen English in Canada anymore. I walk on the streets and there are so many languages and, and kind of different foods. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Before Jesus Christ, there is no dogs anymore. All people, needed people, people who believe. And sometimes they believe much more than us. 
and they are trying just to come and say, hey, my daughter, my little daughter is demon-possessed. Can you help me? Can you be a blessing? Can you stand up today and say, I can. I'm prepared to share the food of the Lord, the bread of the Lord, Jesus himself, to all the nations, people here and there, but I'm prepared to be a blessing. Can you do that? Let's stand up, please, and pray. Maybe today is the day for you to give your life to Jesus. Maybe today is the day that you will become children of God. Today is the day that you can forgive people from your family, from your previous church. Forgive people who left Willenden. Forgive people who hurt you in your family. Forgive people who is just different. People who are different from you. Oh Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. And we pray, Lord, that you help us, Lord, to love people, to embrace them, to make disciples. We are going to live forever, but we would like to live together in heaven. We want to glorify your name, Lord, during our journey here on earth and forever. Lord, I pray that you bring to everyone here, Lord, the power of forgiveness. To forgive and never more to judge. But to help, to embrace, to love. That's my prayer in Jesus' almighty name. And may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the power of the Holy Spirit, the love of our God be upon us every day. Amen. 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 Praise the Lord.